We're here, friends. We're here. We got another interview lined up for you. This one, this one is special, my friends, because I'm going to interview everyone that I interview, like I've met in the past year, probably. And there's never somebody that I interview that I've known for over half of my life. So this interview is like, it's unique in that regard because it's, it's more like, I mean, just think about you interviewing like your best friend. Like, how would you feel? You know what I mean? That's how I'm going to feel right now. I'm bringing on my boy. I'm bringing on my brother. We met back in 2001. This is 21 years ago. And the reason I'm bringing him on the show, guys, is because I want you to hear his story. You know, when we were growing up, I didn't really like appreciate or really understand the extent of his story. Uh, but now I do. And I figured this would be such a such a benefit to your life. You know, wherever you're at, wherever you're at, whatever you you know think about life, just stories of inspiration um, from people. They they speak to us. They have a way of forming us and shaping us, and uh, they teach us something. So. My boy has never been on a podcast, doesn't do the audio thing. I had to like be like, bro, come on, we got to do this. We got to do this. And he's like, man, I don't know. I've never done this or nah, I don't know. And I'm like pushing him. I'm pushing him. But I think he's ready. And I think you guys are going to enjoy this episode because, hey, 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 like I tell you, if you want to be interviewed or if you have a desire to be interviewed or you think maybe communication is for you, you can always hit your boy up. I love interviewing people, especially people that have never been on a podcast. Like, come on, audio is the future. Like, we need to be more comfortable speaking. And that's why a big reason I started this podcast was because I wanted to get better at speaking as well. So that was the longest introduction in the history of my podcast, but it's much needed for a much needed friend. Ladies and gentlemen, Boys and girls of all ages. <laughs> Welcome to the Justin Gray podcast. And uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy this show. My brother Miguel. Welcome, my friend, to the Justin Aguirre podcast. Justin, man, you... <laughs> We haven't seen each other for a while, and you're still the same. You're you're the funniest guy I know. You, you just made me laugh so much. Thanks for, thanks for inviting me to your show. Friends, if you're a listener to this podcast, you listened to the last episode, hopefully. And that episode, I was talking about the power of a of an old friendship, you know, and of a long friendship. And like, there's something about just like being around someone that's known you for more than half your life, like. You just, you really can't hide. And that's how I feel about Miguel. <laughs> I see right through you, Justin. I see right through you, man. He sees right through me, bro. Like all my sentences, words, like this whole thing. I mean, yeah, man, it's an honor to have you um, on the show. And I, like I said in the intro, like I really just wanted to bring you on to share just, yeah, just your life, your story. So we can start here. Let's start here. So you guys know the backdrop. We're sitting here in Whole Foods Market. Pardon any background background noise you might hear. We're uh, just sitting in the cafe here, and we figured we just whip it out and make a you know make a podcast. So Miguel, let's just let's just start here, bro. You're, you're living in Charlotte. How how long have you been here? Uh, it's probably gonna be ten years now. Ten years in Charlotte. Ten years in Charlotte. Ten years yeah. in Charlotte. 
Uh, and when you were 10 years old, you were living in Cuba. I was living in Havana, Cuba, yes. Havana, Cuba, had no idea that he would one day uh, be sitting with some American guy in a Whole Foods in Charlotte, North Carolina, married with two kids. I had no idea, I had no idea that I would even be able to speak English. Yeah. Or, yeah, just be here in this such a uh, wonderful country. Yeah, yeah, it's... I love stories uh, just from immigrants and, and people that come from another country because it's, it's inspiring, guys. It's inspiring. And, and quite honestly, it's very current in our politics, um, just in our country and conversation. Um, Miguel, I want to I wanna, I wanna go here with you, bro. Like, there's so many routes and roads that we can go because, mm-hmm. you know, we have so much in common and so many, and so many conversations. But I want to get... I want to get right to the point and and talk more about the faith side of you, man, okay. and your 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 spirituality. Because when thinking about when you were ten years old, and thinking about even when I met you, faith wasn't really a common denominator like it is now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I feel like you're somebody who gives so much credit of your life and even the story of who you've become to your faith. Mm-hmm. And there's probably no no one part of your life that's most significant in that area. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. It's, 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 I would consider it to be the most important part of my life, the, the deepest part of me, of who I am. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I grew up, like I said, we grew up, I grew up in Cuba. Uh, when I was 10 years old, my family won the visa lottery, and we moved to Miami. And growing up in Cuba... You know, Cuba is a, it's, it's, it's a very, you would consider a Catholic country. And also, there's a lot of uh, voodoo and, you know, black magic and things like that. And I always, for some reason, I always believed there was a God. There was something, uh, there was someone looking after me. Something, somebody powerful. I just didn't know who that was, you know. Uh, yeah. So, moved to Miami. Um, Started playing soccer for a small uh, rec team, and then went to high school yeah. and played soccer there. And then I would say that's probably the beginning. That was like the the entryway to 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 who I am now in terms of faith of getting to know Jesus. Yeah, yeah, and and no mean to cut you off, but yeah. like there's. And this is why we relate. And then anyone that's listening to this podcast or anything like that, like there's two themes to my life and there's two themes to Miguel's life. And the intertwining of them has very much formed my identity. And, it, and, and it's even more so formed Miguel's identity. And those two, two themes are soccer and God. <laughs> yes. These are like two big things, right? Yes. And we were even talking about this earlier, like how, like... <laughs> What was it that we said exactly, like, because uh, you made a post on your Facebook about, you know, you wanted to go play in Real Madrid. This is around high school time. Yeah. And, and that was connected to the whole God thing that maybe this was God's way of, like, calling you to another country and leaving. Can you just share that story real well, quick? <laughs> what, what I was saying is that for me, soccer was my God. For me, soccer was everything, you know, and I, I, that's all I care about. Like, mm-hmm. I know it's, it sounds kind of kind of unsensitive or but I it was like soccer my family friends but soccer was up there and I, and I think it's because um, 
you know, going through, through some things in my life, through some pain, I think what I was getting out of soccer gave me that, that sense of peace and that sense of when I did well, people would praise me. And I think that that praise of man really uh, made me feel loved. And so it helped me in my, in my struggles in my life. Um, but as we were talking today and we're looking back about those years where I used to train a lot and like put so much effort into, into training and to giving it everything I had. And when I really think about it, I feel like soccer was a vehicle to get me out of, of where I was mm. in terms of my, my upbringing or my way of what, I could, what my life could have been if I would, didn't get out of, of my situation, yep. you know, in Miami or my family. Yeah, because um, when you move to this country, like, because anyone else that's listening that's moved from another country, like, it's hard. Like, I mean, think of you, even if you were born in America, like, you're 12, you're 13, you're 10, whatever age, and you just leave, like, you're done, like, you're gone. Like, there's got to be the, an emptiness when you, even if it's America, like, there's got to be a struggle, an inner battle, and so you, you, you cling to, to soccer, and a lot of people cling to other things. Luckily, yours was actually a, uh, I'd call it, even though it was an obsession, it was a productive thing to cling to at the time. Yeah. Uh, but, but could you expand a little bit about, I'm like, yeah, like, what it's like to, to cling to something because there's an emptiness inside of you. Does that, was that emptiness like, like how would you, where does that emptiness well, come from? Yeah. The thing there was, there was an emptiness through, you know, emptiness could come through many different things. It could come through abuse, it could come through trauma, it could come through uh, parents divorcing, you know, yeah. that's, I guess that's for, in my case, uh, not growing up with, growing up without a mom, Mm. And so maybe there was, there, there was all this, this sense of wanting to feel love, wanting to feel wanted. Mm. So being a part of a soccer team, I, f I felt like I had that. And, and I, I started to realize from a young age that the better I did, the more people wanted in my team. Mm. The more people wanted me, wanted me in, in their team, in, in, um, the more they praised me. And so that felt good. That kind of, for the moment, that feel that, that emptiness. Yeah. But here's the thing. When you feel, when you try to feel an emptiness with performance, mm. you're going to be, you're going to develop a very high insecurity because yeah. what happens when you don't perform? Yeah. You know, what yeah. happens when you don't, don't do what those people expect you to do? And they don't give you that praise that, you, that you're looking for to make you feel loved or accepted or things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's a big line, man, like, that I think a lot of people can, can relate to is, and it's hard not to, right? Because, like, you get paid on performance. Yeah. You, you receive recognition. You grow in, in status. Like, how do, you, how do you not, like... How do you not validate yourself on performance? You know? that, I mean, that's a very good question. I, I was talking to a friend about this the other day. Uh, and it's, it's important to, to say now that, you know, after a few years, when I was probably a senior in high school, I accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior. And that became my identity. It, did, it, was, it didn't happen right away. But the more I read the Bible, mm -hmm. 
-hmm. the more I read about what Christ did for me for me on the cross and that he gave me a new identity that he adopted me as his son um, so that gave me yeah ahead. yeah I, I just want to I want to interject because like because again there's so many route roads we can go here and I feel us going in so many directions because mm -hmm. there's so much good stuff but, yeah. I, but like how did your how did because because you, you had soccer as like a, a an obsession a god mm -hmm. like everything like when you made this decision, how did that change? Well, I, I didn't, I wouldn't say it changed right away. Um, I still wanted to perform. I still wanted to do a good job. Uh, I still wanted to do well. I still wanted to be the best. I still had high dreams to, to make it to the highest level of, of, of soccer and all those things. But I think what it did was that, that even if I didn't perform well, even if I didn't get the praise of man, that if, 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 I, if I play a horrible game and nobody praised me, that I would still be okay. Because mm. now my acceptance and my love and my security didn't depend on my performance in soccer mm. because I had that in Christ, you know? Yeah. When yeah. He, because it's a free gift. And that's, yeah. that's what I was saying is that that's why I had to bring that up because without that, I would still be caught up in the performance trap. I mean, yeah. I still have sometimes, like yeah. not, maybe not with soccer now, but with yeah. my job or like, yeah. you know, am I, am I a good dad? Am I a good friend? Am I, yeah. you know, everybody expects you to perform. Yeah. When you're yeah. at a job, they expect you to perform, you know? Yeah. And performance is not a bad thing, but it, it becomes an ensnare when you just what it defines who you are yeah you know yeah and so you guys know the reason we we uh we're, we're talking about soccer it's not just like it was a hobby miguel's a former professional soccer player uh, and you know just we can we can go that route and talk about that and, and there's just so many layers to to the depth of our friendship and to the depth of this conversation that it all intertwines and we only <laughs> we only got half an hour but so you know miguel became a a professional uh, soccer player and he got a full ride to play in college so this soccer thing is not just like it was a hobby like it, it was it, it, it very much ended up being his career and his and his life but they're always I mean correct me if I'm wrong brother there was always a connection between soccer and God from 13 till till the end of your career I'd say yeah I mean I think that um Something that I, re I realized, and I didn't realize this at the time, but I look back at it, and I always felt that if I, if somehow, if I got close to God, He was gonna make me a professional. Yeah. He was gonna bless me in the games. I was gonna score goals. I yeah. was gonna get the contract. I was gonna do good, and that was more of a, a superstitious kind of yeah. relationship with God. Yeah, and so, yeah, I think. You know, especially when you play soccer, when you're into the, going to into the game, there's a lot of adrenaline going on. You have a lot of thoughts going on. You, you're thinking, am I going to do good? You're visualizing the plays, and it's a lot of stress. It's a lot yeah. of pressure. Yeah. So, of course, you, like, that's when you call out to God. I yeah. mean, if, even if, let's say, you go into a job interview right now, and you're feeling nervous, you're feeling, and, and you have a relationship with God, you're going to... You're gonna call out to him to 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 help you, you yeah. Know? To help yeah. you remember, to help you speak with confidence or whatnot. Yeah. And so, 
for those many years, it was a battle because, again, um, in the soccer field, they require your performance, yeah. right? See, that's where it's taboo because yeah. you do have to perform. You have to perform, yeah. right? So you have to perform. But it, it is the way of like, it's almost as if knowing that you're so loved by God mm-hmm. and that you have a relationship with Christ and you're securing Him should give you a sense of freedom mm. or how you perform. Oh, okay. you know? That's good. Cause, cause so you you're know, not attached to the performance. Yeah, so you're not attached because I still want to do good. I still want to, mm-hmm. uh, I want the coach to think good of me so he could play me again next yep. game. Yep. But ultimately, when, it, when, when the lights are off, we're packing the, the cleats, we're going home, I'm taking a shower, I'm laying in my bed, mm. and I look bad at the game, I play good or bad, what matters is that I'm a child of God. What matters yeah. is that I am secure in Christ. Yeah. And yeah. that ultimately my purpose is to, is to have a relationship with him, yeah. you know? Yep. And so, yes, it, it may affect me that if I play a bad game or not, but it's, it doesn't consume me. It doesn't like destroy me, you yep. know? Yep. Um, before, if I had a bad game, I'll be devastated for like a week, you know? Yep. I'll be like thinking about, I can't believe I, I made that pass. I can't believe like, yeah. I did that, like, I would be devastated, but, yeah. you know, it just doesn't define you in that way anymore. Yeah, yeah. How, how have you, because there's been so much, and, and those of you guys who are into sports, uh, played or coached or have a, you know, a child, you've seen the parallels between sports and life, right? We talk about this in movies, like, you see these great movies, there's all these connections between sports and life, but in your case, it's like sports and life and God, Right? So not every movie has this connection with the spiritual realm like that. Yeah. So how have you taken a career of yours? Uh, and when I say a career, I mean like before God and after God while you were still playing soccer the whole time. Mm-hmm. Right? And how have you taken a career like that and then applied these teachings to your current life? Mm-hmm. Um. Let me think about that for a second. Um, and, that, and this is a really hard question, guys. I, I, I don't... Oh, well, I think it's a, it's a work in progress. It's not yeah. like, oh, I figured it out. Like, it's, you know, it's more of a... Um, you know, it's more of a, a, a thing that you learn. You know, it, it, com- it comes back to... It comes back to to really identity um, yeah. because to be honest with you I didn't have a great professional career like and I, I I was you know I played for only three years my last year I was cut they told me you know we don't want you anymore and even after that even I was a child of God even I, I was my identity mm-hmm. was t- towards more going towards finding it in Christ I struggled for like two years two years to, to get over that yeah. You know? Yeah. So I struggled for like two years to get over the fact that, wow, this thing that I worked so hard for, yeah. being here for like almost over, almost 20 years, yeah. I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. So, you know, if I didn't have my faith, I, I don't know how I would have gone, gone through that, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know how I would have dealt with that in a, in a more positive way. And, and I'm sure you, you wrestled with God during this whole time right mm. absolutely yeah definitely you know and yeah you, you start questioning 
you question God's plan for your life. You're like, yeah, like, you know, yeah. I, I, I did this. I, I thought you wanted me to move to the city to play in this team. Like, yeah. why didn't I su- succeed there? Uh, yeah. You know, like, are you against me? Yeah. Are you closing doors? And, yeah. and like, all those thoughts came through my mind. And, and at, the, at the time, you really have no answers. At the time, you, you can't see. Mm. It's, it's like a horse that has the, the blinders, you know? You, yeah. just, you just look straight. You can't, yeah. see, the, you can't see the way the way forward. You, you don't know what's going on. Yeah. But like, it's been, what, almost eight years now since I've, since I've been in that situation. Mm-hmm. So I could look back and see, like, okay, all right. Like, I understand better, a little bit better now, you know? Yeah. And I think ultimately... God allowed me to, God used soccer to draw me to himself, mm-hmm. to bless me to, to know some amazing people, mm-hmm. including yourself, my brother. Yeah, yeah thank you, brother. <laughs> thank you, brother. Uh, to, know my, to meet my wife and some great friends that I have. Yep. And, and also to, I have a good friend of mine that says that, there's a famous quote that says that uh, sports develop character, but he, mm. says, he says, no, no, no. Sports reveal your character, mm. and so wow, that's good. Yeah, so I I that's think good. going through through that failure, of that's almost like uh, almost like you can put that analogy on like on God too. Like God doesn't like yeah, He develops your character, but He also helps you reveal exactly. yourself when you encounter Him. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's like the testing of your faith. Yeah. Like yeah, what? Yeah. Like what's in your heart? Yeah. What, what do you really believe? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah, like yeah. it's like. Do I believe, do I just want a God just so he could bless me, so he could yeah. make me into a great player or into a great businessman or into a great whatever it is? Yeah. Or do I just really want God because I want to have a relationship with him? And so mm. it was really useful to, to reveal what's, what was in my heart, in my character. Um, yeah. And, I mean, I'm, I'm still a work in progress. Yeah. <laughs> so, so everyone, whether it's, whether it's a sports... And, and that's your career, right? Like Miguel's story, or whatever job you're in, whatever field you're in, whatever occupation you're in, you the listener, your 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 life. I feel like everyone has some sort of connection to God throughout that endeavor. Whether they say it's God or not, there's like this, why did this happen to me? Like, why didn't I get it? And there's like this questioning of life, questioning yeah. of God, questioning, wrestling, like, or, or when they're successful, they're like so thankful for God. And then, and then bad things happen. They're like, why God? Why? Like, and, and it's beyond sports, like anything you do in life, there's this wrestling with life itself and with God throughout the whole process. Yeah. I mean, it's, we have a hard time dealing with pain, you know, dealing with with pain I, I had an art teacher that we were talking one day and he said you know like and he said you know people every time something goes bad people question God yeah but every time people, something goes good they don't they don't they don't question God you know yeah. like, they don't say okay God, why, supposed you, to be like God that. why are you doing these good things for me you know it's like you, that's what we all want man. yeah we want to we want yeah. good things we want to yeah. be happy you know yeah yeah and, yeah and 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 what does the bible say about god mm. god is the blessed god god is the happy god yeah you know yeah, and it's like good. god is not against us you know yeah he wants to bless us but he wants to give us something greater than we what we think that for me for example like 
having a playing for Real Madrid or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That I honestly believe that that he's he wanted me to show me. He, it's as if he said, Miguel, I want to show I want to show you something greater for your personal life than if you were to play for Real Madrid. Wow. You know. Yeah. Wow. And so because yeah, you, know, you could have made it and been way miserable than you feel today. Exactly. And you made it. Yeah. Yeah. That, there's something to be said about that because I, then, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm not saying that if you go, if you succeed in, like, you're going to be miserable or... Yeah. Because uh, it's, yeah, we want to look to succeed and do well. Um, but what I'm saying is it goes back to identity. It goes back to, you know, not looking to that one thing whether it is your promotion or yeah. uh, even finding finding that, that that wife or husband, yeah, to like say, yeah, once I get that, I'll be happy. Yeah, you know, once I get that, yeah. I'm good to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it's funny. I, I said that to myself. I was like, once I get married, I'll be satisfied with my life. Wow. I got married. It was great. You know, it's great. Yeah. And then next thing, it was like, once I have it, once I have a kid, then I'll, I'll be truly happy. Yeah. And then you realize. Then I had that kid, and then you still feel the sense of like, okay, what's next or like, yeah. And then you just keep coming up with new things and new yeah. things, and you know, it's just you just sometimes don't really just stop and say, you know, thank you, God, for yeah for what I have right now. Yeah. And you know, it's funny that being being with you here has really helped me to. Mm to look back to where I come from yeah like, even doing this podcast yeah, yeah. talking about my past and like yeah. cause sometimes I forget man honestly like yeah. you know like in Charlotte you yeah. know it's more like American culture yeah. and like yeah. in a bubble you yeah. don't really think about yeah. my upbringing you know and like yeah. to realize that wow I was I was a little kid 10 years old that came <laughs> to Miami yeah. and he had no idea what was going on yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> All I knew at that time is that I love McDonald's, bro. <laughs> I got a taste of a Big Mac once I got here, and I was in love. Man. I was in love with the Big Macs, man. That is so good. You know, it's it's weird how like you know talking faith and soccer. It's almost like hearing you talk, and, and maybe you, the listener, picked up on this as well. It's it's like there there's always been this recurring theme of a God who's using things to draw you more to himself and so here comes like the illusion of soccer or the illusion of uh, getting married or having kids and and not that they're illusions like they have less value but they're ultimately pointing to the bigger giver of these blessings Mm -hmm. that satisfies all cravings right and 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 that and that's like that's heavy and beautiful because it applies to everyone's life because you the listener me too we're able to realize that these desires that we want these these images that we have that if we attain this thing then we'll finally find it it might just be a force behind that pulling us into itself and saying like yeah you think that if you have this no but it's something else no if you think you're gonna get this and then no it's something else and it's ultimately creation god inviting us more and more into deeper and deeper relationship with him yes sir yeah you said you said it beautifully yeah that's good and then and then on the flip side of that when we go through pain because here's the beautiful thing when we go through pain and we go through struggle 
that's also the same God calling us into himself. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I wanted to say is like, you know, to be, what about when we go through pain? What about, uh, yeah, when, when, when we are we're desiring something and we're not, we're not getting it, you know, uh, or it's not happening or we're not changing or the situation is not getting better, you yeah. know? And I remember about six years ago, no, let me say eight years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. I had my, I had, we had our first daughter, and I love being a dad. I was like, man, this is awesome. I want to have more kids. Mm. And me and my wife, let's try, and we started trying. And then first year came, we couldn't get pregnant. Mm. We were like, okay, I mean, it's one year. Then we did it again. Next year, nothing. And the next year, nothing. And we did all the infertility treatments. We did all this cancer stuff. Bro, I have never been so sad by looking at one blue line in, in my whole life. Oh, my gosh. And by blue line, I mean like that, yeah. that test, you know. It's yeah. like yeah. I'm craving for to see that, that, that two blue lines or yeah. that plus sign or whatever yeah, yeah, that yeah. test is. I'm yeah. like, not again, not another single line, you know. I'm like, yeah. that would break me. That, would, that used to break me and my wife. And wow. during that time, yeah, there were many times that I was... I think quote unquote angry with God or like questioning his plan and and the funny thing is that it's like it seems sometimes when you when you're in those times where you desiring something it seems like the, the people next to you your friends or some family member it's like they're getting it yeah like we were a bunch of friends like oh we're pregnant oh, yeah we're pregnant and we were like it's like it reminds you more of, of that or that desire, that yeah. unfulfilled desire. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's a wow. heavy burden to that carry is, sometimes, wow. you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's powerful, man. That's powerful. It's something that we everyone listening relates to, um, in the sense of like struggle and mm-hmm. pain and not getting what you want and wanting it at a certain time but not getting it. Then, um, yes. how, how would you say that you like handled that? Uh, it 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 it, it varies. In were, terms of your relationship with God, yeah, in terms yeah. Of, yeah. We, me and God wrestle a lot with that. Like we yeah. wrestle a lot. We yeah. like I. There were days that there were days I'm like, thank you, Lord. I'm gonna thank you for the daughter that I already have. I'm gonna trust you in this. Yeah. Like you have a plan. There were all the days like, yeah. What are you doing? Like yeah. how long? Like you're giving kids to these friends and these people, and like I know this sounds kind of, but that's those that's are my thoughts. Really you know? real thoughts. Bro. I was saying that, and yeah. I, and there were many days where I was by myself at a park, mm-hmm. and I would just cry, bro. Wow. I was just crying, like yeah, and I was just honestly, I was just like, I'm done. Like yeah, I was losing hope. You know. Yeah. Is that any similar to when you were on the road to be a professional? In what sense? In like, damn, I didn't make it, or I didn't make this tryout, or I got cut. Was it like a similar feeling? It's, um, let me think about, let me think about how, I, if I could remember how I felt when I was cut, or, or that journey. Yeah. Um, it was more of a, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's similar in the sense that you feel that all the people are better than you, or like you're lacking something, yeah. you know? Yeah, because, yeah. Because, by somebody telling you we don't want you in this team yeah. that means they think that you lack something or there's yeah. something about yeah. you that you're not 
Yeah. You know, you, you take it personal. You think, yeah. I don't have what it takes yes. to make this team. Yeah. And so, yeah. to an extent, you maybe think that, oh, like, there's something... Maybe uh, uh, there's something about me that I'm doing, yeah, yeah. like something inner, like yeah, yeah, something that maybe I, I'm not being a good father with my first daughter, yeah. so guys not gonna give me another yeah. one. You start thinking you all start these things, weird things, yeah. But I don't know, I man. It's just, it's just we humans, we we try to explain away like why something happens, or like we always want to know the reason. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. But honestly, I mean, it's. It's part of this life. We, yeah. we, we're going to go through pain. Yeah. You know? Yeah, man. Yeah. See, man, just to, just to kind of like full circle here. So you, you, come, you come from Cuba, you're 10 years old, and you're, you have no idea what to expect. You're not even really into soccer like that much. You get here, right? Then you start playing. You have this pain in you, like trying to understand life. Then you, you develop this massive passion for, for soccer almost obsessionary right go all in you don't know if you're gonna make it right you're like wrestling with God and then you uh, you go to you go to college right you get a full ride yep play um, you develop a relationship with God um, you um, you go pro right after that mm-hmm. you you meet your wife you have a kid, you try to have a kid, you go through this season of wrestling, um, then you you start your own business, right? You don't work, you don't have a job, Miguel doesn't have a job. Uh, he started his own business, um, entrepreneurial endeavor, and not only starts it, because a lot of people start it, it's profitable, it's successful, like your family is taken care of, you buy a home, right? And then I just, I, I say all that and I think of this boy like, like eating a Big Mac <laughs> in a chair, like not having really any, a lot of money, right? Nothing. My dad, my, my dad <laughs> has five dollars. He has five dollars in his pocket. And when we landed, we had to do a layover in, in, in Nassau, Bahamas. Uh-huh. When he landed there, he bought like, I think it was two or three Cokes and he spent the five bucks. Oh my god. So we had no money, you know. Dude. And and uh, oh I think it's god. important that I mentioned though that what's been interesting about this whole journey and I since I got to this country till now to mm-hmm. I'm sitting here in front of you is that God has always put people in my life. Mm. Friends, yeah. Uh, you know, just he has put certain amount of people of certain types of people to help me mm. you know yeah. like I couldn't I couldn't be here talking to you yeah. by myself like yeah. Yeah. I needed people to, to to love me for who I was accept yeah. me yeah uh, encourage me and we all need that yeah we can't bro if you if you see somebody who say I can I could deal with this life by myself yeah bro they're, they're either lying. they're a robot or they're lying yeah because <laughs> we need community we, yeah. need, we need at least you the know church, we need yeah. friends yeah um yeah, Shores is, you know, it's a great place to find community. Mm-hmm. Um, I have found, you know, through, through sports. Yep. But yep. We, wherever you find it, we need community. We need people to, to, to walk alongside us in this journey. Yeah. And they may not, like, there's, there's people that work with me when I was 10 that are not working with me now. Yep. But they play the role 
mm. into into helping me move forward. Yeah, you know, into yeah. helping me walk through this through this life. Yeah, and so, you know, I I hope to be that too. To that I've been that, and to continue to do that to other people. Be yeah. that that helping hand, and I hope to continue to to meet people that will help me walk in this life and help me in my faith. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I wanna. That's a, that's a really beautiful. Um, you know, as we as we get to the to the ending to the closing here. Um, I, I, sometimes when we talk about like our relationship with God and what we're going through, it, it it becomes very like personal, like and it's just me and God in the world, like. But what you're saying is like this whole story has been a community of people mm-hmm. that have rolled with you. Yeah, and that have helped you almost like angels that have been with you, like the whole time. <laughs> yeah, it, it really has. It really has almost in different places of my life. It has felt like like an angel, you know, yeah. like where there is a dark night in in in, uh, in college, and I talk to yeah. uh, the front the front lady at the gym that I would go in there and yeah. I would talk to her, and she would encourage me. Yeah, you know, it's like it's things like that yeah. your mom like yeah yeah man lisa like yeah. she she was a incredible yeah. inspiration and yeah uh you know it's like yeah. just many different i have many different people like that i want to i want to go here with this like again as, as we wrap up here like somebody listening right now that um you know because you've obviously gone through through struggle and questions and wrestling with god and then and it's not like Miguel's at a place where he doesn't have those nights anymore, right? You, you will have those nights. And if you don't, like, they're coming, right? Yeah. Um, but just advice, a word for somebody that is going through that tough struggle, that dark night of the soul. <clears throat> or even just, like, maybe it's not, like, suffering, but maybe it's confusion. Like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know where to turn right now. They're, maybe they're not sad, but they're just like kind of lost. Yeah. Um, or, or just yeah, just someone just in, in the thick of it, you know? Yeah. What kind of yeah. what kind of words? Like what what have you used or, yeah, when it comes to that. <laughs> you put him in the spot, man. That's uh, a <laughs> pressure there, man. <laughs> um. Yeah. I remember when I when I was. In, in those younger years, uh, like teenager, I struggled with terrible nightmares. Uh, mm. I would, I don't know why, but I would, if it almost felt like some, like demonic stuff. I don't know. It's terrible nightmares. I remember even at 15, 16, being scared in my room. Wow. I would put the blankets over my sheet, and I would, I just remember just saying in Jesus' name. Yeah. In Jesus' name, yeah. I proclaim the name of Jesus, and. Man, like the peace, the peace that will come. Yeah. I I will I will sleep in peace, yeah. you know. And so, that's one practical thing. If 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 you have faith and you're going, you have some hard things going on right now. Yeah. And just claim the name of Jesus. Just speak in Jesus' name. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Yeah. Like Lord. actually physically. Like yeah. Saying, just say it. Yeah, yeah. Like just speak the word of Jesus out loud. Like you okay. hear it. Yeah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Yeah. Um, that's that's you know that's one practical way. Um, yeah. But definitely. That's beautiful, man. Definitely for me, I'm I'm a I tend to isolate. Yeah. I tend to be the person that like go inside and I start yeah. thinking about my own emotions and like don't really want to talk to anyone. Yeah. But I would definitely, you know, um, 
make that phone call, reach out. Yeah. The Bible says that we each have a, the Spirit has given us gifts mm. to each person. Mm. I, was, I was reading this passage the other day where it says, to some he gave the gift of teaching, to some mm. he gave the, the gift of uh, preaching and wisdom and things like that. And then he says, do not be considered, do not, do not be considered thinking that, thinking of, of your, uh, better than, that you're better than you ought to or something. I can't remember the verse right now. Yeah. But what I'm getting at is that I was thinking that I was like, wow, if I'm struggling and I, and I believe that I have to be a teacher, a, a, have the wisdom, have the, the a prayer, have all the gifts, mm. that's very prideful. Yeah. Like, that's why we have the church. That's why oh, we have, yeah. that's why we got to reach out to, to people who could ha- use their gifts to bless us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah we, cannot, right. we cannot just like, yeah, I'm going to, I got this. I'm going to figure it out. You know, yeah. we don't have all the gifts of the spirit. Yeah, that's good. You man. know, that's really good advice, man. That's but, really good advice. Yeah. In Jesus name, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Man. <laughs> I, I got to go here, guys, before <laughs> I got to go here with Miguel, because this is this one here I'm going to drop for you is just like too good. My man. coffee's getting cold. My man. coffee's getting cold. But this morning, right, uh, you know, tell Miguel, like, yeah, we're going to do a podcast. Yeah, I'm staying at his house. It's just me and him. His, his wife and kids went, went camping with, with Miguel's father-in-law. And, uh, and Miguel, like, you know, he's, he's, an, he's an inner thinker. I'll say that. Like, he, he thinks of life. He likes to connect things. He loves nature. And he told me this like, like vision or like he gave me, it was a teaching. Uh, and I was like, bro, that is so deep, man. Like, what the fuck? Like, I did not think of that. Like, and, and we, when he broke it down, I was like, that is cool as heck, man. So Miguel, like, I know that's a turn. I know that's a turn from what you just said right now, but I still think it connects to our overall message in this episode. <laughs> Bro, that's, that's nothing to do with it. <laughs> but I thought it was so cool. And, 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 and you guys that are, that are married uh, or in a relationship, like I'm single and like, I'm gonna take this with me for the rest of my life. <laughs> and you can't say that like, like, like relationships aren't a big deal when it comes to our walk with God and our connection to God and struggles and joys in this life. They always come back to relationships and it's the way that God forms us. And when I'm saying relationships, I'm talking about romantic ones. So, (laughs) Miguel is a romantic at heart and so am I. But brother, can you can you just wrap up the this episode with that teaching for for our listeners, and and we'll, and we'll close there. Oh man, <laughs> I used to think I was romantic, but I think sometimes you get a little dry, you get a little rusty in marriage. But um, I just always had this picture um, of of marriage, or at least my marriage, as and and my wife as I always picture a garden and. Somebody gave me this garden with a beautiful rose planted in the middle. Mm-hmm. And he says, this is, this is your rose. Yeah. This is your rose. Yeah. And I ought to care for it. And I, and I look at it and I wake up every morning. I said, this is the most beautiful rose ever. And I water it, you know, compliment her, mm-hmm. love and care for that rose. And then sometimes there's, you, there's some little flowers growing around it and you're you notice those little flowers. You're like, oh, look at those flowers over there. That's pretty flowers. And you start watering those flowers. Mm. 
and you kind of neglect that rose. And then you notice some weeds growing over there, and you're like, even the weeds started to, to be appealing to you, like, wow, look at that. Look at those weeds. And, and you start neglecting that rose, and that rose is getting, it's get, the petals are getting brown, it's getting dry. And um, it's like you neglect the most beautiful rose in the garden. And for me, that rose is my wife. And these other, other flowers or whatever is around it, whatever is going on, doesn't compare at all to that rose. Mm. And so I need to be intentional to, to water that rose too. And when I mean water, that, that means, could be meaning different things. For me, it means to be gentle to my wife, to be yeah. kind to her, yeah. to water her with, with compliments, you know, yeah. to, uh, to let her know how much uh, I appreciate her. Mm. Uh, you know, just different things that you do to let her know that she's the most beautiful rose in your garden. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, I, I, that's what I try to work. It's not, it's not easy sometimes. Life is, is hard. You know, marriage sometimes is, is difficult. But when I picture my marriage, my, my wife as my, the most beautiful rose, and it's mm. a gift from God, yeah. it's, it's, hard. it's hard not to not care for her. Like, yeah. I have a call to care for her. I have a call to be, to be gentle with her mm. and to love her. Mm. But I don't know about that. Yeah, dude, that, that, I mean, guys, guys, like, guys, that, that is so powerful, man. I just love that. Like, can we end this episode any more romantic, guys? Like, we, we were talking the best things in life, soccer, the Lord, love, <laughs> love like, adventure, travel, leaving a country and coming to another like guys this is miguel ferrer i hope i hope you really enjoyed this episode that you received uh some value from it um there's stories of inspiration of life and 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 more than anything i hope you know that so much of miguel's story it's it has so many facets to it but there's this singular force in the middle of it that it keeps resounding and coming back to and that's this relationship with god um, it all sort of connects to that. Even though, even even the whole like Rose and and the wife, like it's it's almost like like the way God and 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 us relate in a way, and Christ and, and the church. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like and who we are, and and being watered by Him. You know, mm-hmm. and and we might fall for other things, and then and and this whole story, like this whole everything we just broke down for you. It, it really just revolves around God and so much of Miguel's life that's, that's who you are brother yeah. and, and, um, and dude it, it, it really has been a treat uh, speaking with you on the, po- on the podcast here <laughs> where, where, where can people like find you maybe someone who really loved your story they want to connect with you um, where, where can people connect with you man well I mean I'm not, I'm not very big in social media I have Facebook uh, I just started an Instagram account with yep with uh with justin but yeah. i mean facebook is the best way uh okay they just, just type, type miguel in your ferrer. Name, miguel ferrer okay yeah um great well yeah yeah man awesome dude well guys again i really hope you enjoyed you know this show getting to know my friend miguel and um yeah i uh i hope you leave an episode uh episode rating um of this show as well That'll be awesome. So thanks again for listening, guys, and we'll see you on the next episode.